All right, what's going on, guys? Uh, this is a new podcast called This Is My Life. Why is it like that? Uh, where we'll delve into the topics of anxiety, PTSD, uh, suicide, you name it, things like that that people don't want to talk about, but we're going to talk about it. Put it in your face. If you've been there, if you felt it, this is for you. Um, my name's Trey Trevino. I'm here with Heath Garcia, and uh, we're going to get right into it. Come along, children. Now we're going to have a little music, like old time. So I'm going to start off with what the definition of PTSD is. So the definition is it's a psychiatric disorder that can occur in people who have experienced or witnessed a traumatic event such as a natural disaster, a serious accident, a terrorist attack, which is war, combat, rape, or other violent personal assault. Some other facts. PTSD has been known by many names in the past, such as shell shock during the years of World War I, combat fatigue during World War II. But PTSD doesn't just happen to combat vets. PTSD can occur in all people, in all people of ethnicity, nationality, or culture, and any age. PTSD affects approximately 3.5% of U.S. adults, and an estimated 1 in 11 people will be diagnosed with PTSD in their lifetime. Women are twice as likely as men to have PTSD. So once again, my name is Trey Trevino. Um, I've uh, been in the Navy for 11 years, not that long, but just long enough to see what the effects are. I've seen people who've committed suicide, I've seen the effects of PTSD in and out of the Navy. Um, me, myself, I've been uh, diagnosed with anxiety, general anxiety disorder, hyper anxiety disorder. Um, I go talk to psychologists on a weekly basis. Uh, I'm on meds, <clears throat> all those type of things, you know, things that people try to hide. And usually I don't really talk to people much about it, but I feel like this is the type of medium where we can uh, talk to people and maybe we'll reach somebody that's just like us and it'll make you feel better, make you be part of a group. You don't feel secluded um, in that sense. I can get more deep into it, and we can get that in, a, in another episode. But that's a little bit about me. I'm sitting here with Heath Garcia. Hey, everybody. How you doing? <clears throat> um, hey, thanks for having me on the on your uh, podcast, Trey. I appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, my name is Heath Garcia. Uh, I've been in the Navy over 18 years now. Uh, I've been through uh, three combat engagements, um, and I have been diagnosed with severe PTSD and anxiety disorder. Uh, I've been through inpatient treatment at Strong Hope uh, just recently, as a matter of fact, uh, through June uh, into mid-July. I uh, just got back out of there. I started a blog up, Trey. You know, you've been checking it out yep. at uh, www.darknightrisen.com or darknightrisen0096.com. Um, and the purpose of that is to kind of get my, just my thoughts on paper out there, you know, just to, to kind of redirect and, and reflect the negative thoughts inside me. And hopefully they're there to touch somebody else. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get you, man. My bad, guys. We got we got kids in the house. We're just, it's the first podcast, so we got uh, kids running around. We'll, we'll get this situated, so don't mind that. <laughs> so we'll get back into this. So, um, all right, Heath, I heard you, you know, you're talking about the, that you got PTSD, you know, the, the, the places you went to to get help for that and everything. So during those times and with your own, with your own uh, personal endeavors, how do you feel about PTSD? Like what, what does PTSD mean to you? I read the definition, but to you, you felt it, you're there, you're in it. What does it mean to you? PTSD is four letters, man, and it's hell, straight up. Um, 
and that's as raw as you can you can cut it it's hell it's like taking a record you know and i know you make beats and stuff and it's like taking a record taking a portion of that record say like the first minute mm-hmm. and putting that thing on constant repeat and that thing constantly repeats in your mind over and over and over and over and it, it never ends and it could be anything what's messed up about ptsd is is, is you don't know when it's going to hit you know what i mean when your when your triggers are going to kick in we'll, we'll explain triggers later on in the podcast you know what i mean we don't know when that's going to happen uh certain certain events or certain smells certain uh noises you know what i mean certain situations that we're put in can trigger us into those negative uh effects that, that take over our bodies you know what i mean the yeah. fight flight or freeze thing that they talk about uh which is from the amygdala. I mean, we've all been through therapy here, you know, at this table. So um, for those that have not or are thinking about it, you know what I mean? You're going to hear some terminologies and and things like that that we're referring to. And and, uh, by all means, you know, when you give us some feedback, hopefully in the future you guys can ask and we'll get more in depth with those type of terminology and things like that. Um, So PTSD and the definition is very very descriptive but very vague you know what i mean they touch on you know the the specific trauma events but what is what is what is it who does it affect you know civilian military it affects everybody you know what i mean child through adult through i mean just the, the, the the discipline that kids were accustomed to back then how is it affecting them now? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I've been through some things as a child. I'm sure you have. And I'm sure that there's some things in our in our life right now that we apply because of what we've been through as a child. And there's people out there just like us that need to hear So you're this. saying that <clears throat> kids also are susceptible to having PTSD? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I think out of, out of all my treatment, the childhood trauma that I endured affected me most compared to my combat trauma and that's messed up to say right mm-hmm. but i think that it's because of the age that that we're we're accustomed to that trauma how we're growing you know what i mean yeah we're our brains absorbing are, so yeah. much stuff yeah absolutely absolutely so teenagers things that they go through like today if i could sum it up in in kids terms i mean yeah you know there's a difference between discipline and abuse when you're being abused that's setting a lasting impact and impression in your brain yep. And it's going to hinder you and hurt you, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have, when you're a teenager, you know what I mean? Now you're going through different types of traumatic experiences. Like that first time when you get in, maybe, maybe it's not your first time, but, you know, when you get in a serious altercation or fight with somebody, yeah. you know what I mean? And, or, or you're getting bullied or, or, or beaten at, at school. Or, you know, you got that one guy or that one girl that just keeps messing with you you know and there are a lot of social media stuff i mean we can there's so many yeah, that's things, that new man. stuff too i mean we didn't have social media back then it was just being at school and somebody talking smack to you or putting you down in front of everybody and that was the social media now i mean like you said it's a constant it can be the same thing they're always seeing it every day every day every day getting bullied or whatever and it's it's gonna get to them exactly exactly I'm glad you, you you can you can see that that you put it's not just military it's also civilian it could be kids it's this is that stuff that people don't like talk about especially like us being a hispanic culture all the kids just misbehaved he's just a misbehaved kid he don't know better he you know yeah and then you straighten him out but you know it's like and then it's funny but we talk about these statistics about who it affects and everything like that but look at the statistics on on child abuse and like the statistics of those who 
molest children that have been molested. You know what I mean? How many of those are, are contributors to that, to that type of, uh, punishment and abuse to children. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of these people have suffered that in their past and they carry it on in their future. And to me and you, we can see the, a, a little bit, maybe a little peak of the light right now because we've been through the, mm-hmm. the type of treatments we've been through and things like that. But there's a lot of people out there that are suffering right now that are probably listening to this that saying, man, you know, that's me. They're us. Yeah. And they need to be out there. You know, they, they need to, to, to face the music and, and get out there and, 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 and find that and seek that help. Yeah, you know I'm what I mean? Right. It says that 2.9 million cases of child abuse are reported every year in the United States. That's only reported. Right. And usually the most severe stuff is unreported. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is terrible. And um, I don't know how, like, like we, we can talk about uh, growing up as a kid. I mean, there's so many things that we're going to talk about, I'm sure, in this podcast. You know, this is like the first episode. Yeah, it's just the first episode. We're just trying to touch base on mm-hmm. if this is you. Um, I think the main thing that people, let's talk about the stigma, right? Because I want this so just like you, I want this to touch everybody in their own different way from the mother, you know what I mean? That's raising her children that was abused when she was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or being abused right now in an abusive relationship with an abusive husband that's beating the heck out of her or whatever the case may be and susceptible those children to that. You know, uh, let's talk about, um, the teenage kid that was raped by, you know, the cousin, you know what I mean? And now they feel like they don't belong or they feel, like the sexuality is questioned, like, who are they? You know what I mean? Like, like, am I, am I gay? Am I straight? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's diff- different things like that. That's, that's trauma, right? Let's talk about those kids that grew up like, like, I'm, I'm you know, you've talked, talked about, you know, your past with me and stuff like that before, or, you know, and same thing with me. Let's talk about those kids that, that ran with the wrong crowd that had to do things for their friends because out of fear for one, right? But out of brotherhood and another mm-hmm. thing, right? And we always thought, hey, we got to do that to protect each other. You know, we got to beat the heck out of this kid or or we got to sell these drugs or we got to do this. And then we get a gun put in our hand and now we're pulling triggers, you know what I mean? And and potentially killing somebody. Yeah, sometimes we don't see the effects of what we do, but look at the families that are affected and the trauma that they feel. So trauma is constantly like the bad, dark cloud in the air. You know, we go through this stuff and we're always trying to like, you know, in, in our culture, they say, hey, you know, toughen up, right? Man up, you know, Man up. keep that chin up, right? Don't, you know, be hard, right? That's, that's what they tell you. Are you hard or, or, or are you, you soft? You be a fucking punk. Right, right, you know? So I think that for Latinos, that's how we see it, you know? For other races, they see it the same way, I, I, I'm sure, mm-hmm. just in different terminology, you know? Yeah. If you show that to somebody else, now you're now you're weak, now they're going to take advantage of you and the trauma inside us takes over and says yeah it confirms it says yeah don't be saying this stuff because they're going to do something wrong to you they're going to you know they're going to hurt you they're going to if you're in in the service like us they're going to kick you out you know what i mean you're you're done exactly you you, you report it you ain't never getting promoted again we're going to send you to, to the funny farm you know what mm-hmm. i mean hey and we're going to get you as out as quickly as possible okay you know what I'm sitting here now, two years into treatment. You know what I mean? After my 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 wound I took, you know what I mean? After getting shot, trying to save a brother, you know, in the service from the same thing that affected us right now from his PTSD. You know what I mean? And he's not with us no more. You know, but so tell me when when you finally did overcome that stigma and you finally did open up, how did it make you feel? Oh man, it took a minute. I ain't gonna lie. 
it ain't like uh you know like like jesus. jesus christ came down and, and yeah. touched me and, and i was i was you know hallelujah i'm saved yeah. no it wasn't none like that man as a matter of fact it was the most scary uh thing in my life um and at the time like i, I still like sometimes i still don't trust you know what i mean i have a hard time trusting people like i've developed a good relationship with my doc now you know what i mean at at, at the health clinic yeah, and certain psychiatrists that I went to treatment with, and I can't say their names unfortunately or nothing like that mm-hmm. because yeah. of HIPAA stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I just, bro, it was the most uneasy feeling I've ever felt. But at the same time, it opened that little, it opened that little thing, you know, that little gap of light through the door or that dark. Just that little bit. That you just needed. that little bit, man. And eventually that started opening up more and more and more, you know what I mean? And it made me, I think help and treatment made me aware of how deep I was, how deep I was in the whole deal. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because like you said, we, you got to stay hard. You, you can't open up. You can't do that. Whether it's outside the military because you show like you're weak or you're in the military and it still kind of shows a weakness no matter how much i mean we love the navy we love our service but we do know to a certain extent if you say something's wrong with you oh that's it he's he's not in the form of leadership anymore he's not he's not fit to to lead other people or be out in the in a squad car like you or on the flight line like me mm-hmm. his mind's not in there he can't help us uh let's just cut ties yeah absolutely and and unfortunately that's the culture that the military is bred you know, is the is the if you're not healthy enough to do something or or something like that. You know what I mean? Hey, you're out the door. Move the next guy up. Mm-hmm. We need the front runners up here that still aren't wounded. We're what you call the hidden wounded. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We got internal wounds that nobody can see, and a lot of us walking through life right now, civilian, military, it don't matter. Man, woman, child, young adult. You know, senior. I mean, I'm talking about old, old. You know, mm-hmm. like our, our grandparents and parents. And they, I mean, shoot. I look at my dad now, and I can tell every PTSD symptom that guy got just mm-hmm. because of the treatment that I went through. You know what I mean? And and I look at his childhood, and he's talked about, and I think that our relationship is growing a little bit closer than what we had. And I, I mean, I didn't get along or talk to my dad for a long time because of what I went through as a kid. But as the more and more I started to talk to him and open up the more and more I started understanding him. And it's crazy, but, you know, it, it, it almost developed a new relationship with him. No, I fully understand that. Yeah. My dad, I used to always ask him questions. My brother, he's probably listening to this right now, and he can uh, he can attest to it. We'd ask our dad, like, hey, what about this when you were young? Or what did you do this when you were a kid? My dad would be like, I don't remember. I don't remember. And like him, he lost his mom when he was 15 years old. And from what I talked to my aunts and my tias, are like that really affected him. And so now, like you said, I can see little things like that. He's he's gotten help. He's way better. He pushed me to get help many times when I was going when I was a teenager, going through a bunch of shit. And I'm like, ah, oh, whatever, whatever, whatever. But it helped him. And now, like you said, like I think back and see all that the hidden stuff where we just suppress it. We don't talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about it. It's embarrassing. You can actually see those triggers, or like you said, the, the symptoms. Of well, bro, yeah, on. it's like it's like you're walking walking through the through the, the street or something, you know, and you're <laughs> and you're talking to some of your friends, and uh, 
maybe it's the crowd that you're sitting in, like me, right? And I sit in the corner. You know what I mean? They're like, yo, bro, why don't you sit out here by the street? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, you know what I'm what am I gonna do? Open up and be like, nah, man, because last time I remember sitting next to a, a place like this, you know what I mean? Uh, this and this happened, you know, like, oh, my, one of my buddies got blown up and I saw, you know, Carmen picking up his pieces off the road. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, am I going to, am I going to tell him that? Like, is that something that we want to talk about? You know what I mean? Like, do we want to throw that out there? You know, that's not something to throw out there at a dinner, at a dinner table, no, you no. know, or, or like a, uh, another instance, you know what I mean? Like, like you go out to, to maybe a nightclub or something, you know, like a, like in a, in a female sense, right? You're out there at the nightclub with your girls or something like that, you know, it's like, and you probably maybe, you know, hopefully not, you know, but for those that are listening, probably, right, you might have been a a, a, a a victim of a sexual assault or, you know what I mean, an attempted sexual mm-hmm. assault or you've been drugged or something like that, yeah. you know, and it had a close call. What are you going to do? Tell your girls like, you know, like at the bar, like when you're sitting out, like, hey, why don't you go talk to that guy? No, nah, he creased me out because he reminded me of the guy that raped me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you we, we don't just want to. Yeah, we don't want to just talk about that stuff like like it's like it's. Mm-hmm. fair game you know it's that's our personal private thoughts and when we put them out there for display we're opening ourselves up to being vulnerable and guess what happens when we're vulnerable we're susceptible to being hurt again yep we don't want to relive that thing so we don't want to put it out there so that's another thing for this podcast i mean if you if people have questions and you want to submit questions to us um you can do it anonymous you know you can send an email just make them an email or you can just send us an email or send us a message, direct message, whatever it is, and you can just tell them, hey, I want to be anonymous. You want to be anonymous, we won't even say your name, but we can bring up a topic and talk about it and see what other people think about it. We can all come together as a group and just help each other out when it comes to stuff like this. There ain't no judging out here. That's the whole reason for this thing because we've been judged before for how we are or how we feel or the outbursts we have or the <clears throat> meltdowns or being locked up in our bedrooms for weeks at a time. I've had trouble with alcohol. It's it's messed me up, messed up my career, messed up relationships with people, and that was my coping mechanism was to mess with alcohol all the time. I feel bad or I feel a certain way, and I drink. Like, my personal story is with my wife. My wife has stage 4 cancer, and at first I thought I could accept it and deal with it, and it'd be fine. Put your chin up, like you said. But then slowly but surely, that thought creeps into your head, like, is she is she going to pass away? When, when is it going to be? What day is it going to be? Um, I mean, is it just going to be me and my kids? Am I going to go home? Am I going to stay in the military? Just so many thoughts start going through your head. And that's another thing because it just relives it every single day. And I coped it with alcohol. It's the only thing that made me feel good. But in turn, it's the same thing that hurt me along the way. Yeah, man. Uh, and you know what? I, 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 I want to say, first of all, that you and your wife, Mel, you know, you guys have tremendous courage going through this fight together. I know you've been doing it for a while, so... I can only imagine what your your mind must go through. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, man, um, this is definitely going to affect. This is affecting you now. It has in the past, and it's definitely going to affect your future. You know yeah. what I mean? But I think that the difference between you and somebody that's listening to the podcast that hasn't gotten help is just that. You know what I mean? They don't have that lifeline of support that you're going to need. You know what I mean? Later down the road or Mel's going to need later down the road. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like you you have a network now, you know, and that's, I think, one of the biggest takeaways from opening up and and getting support, either psychiatrically or through a group or something like that, you know what I mean? Or even like this podcast or or submitting questions. I mean, even if they don't want to come forward, 
you know, hey, submit the question, man. Just whatever's going on in your mind. Hey, help me understand this. And that's what we're here to do, you know, to give you that peace of mind and know that just because we're not sitting in front of you, you know, looking at your face doesn't mean that you don't have a network out there of people that suffer just like you do or, or just like, you know, Trey does or Mel does. or You know, we're all in this together. It's yeah. one team, one fight. We, we ain't know. no experts out here speaking no. like we're experts. We're just experts people. in symptoms, but we- <laughs> yeah, symptoms. But yeah. we're just same people as y'all that yeah. that are out here suffering the same way. We just want to ex- say our our stances and not our stances, but our like what we've been through um, when we've sought help. When sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes you still go home feeling like crap. But you got to pick yourself back up and get it going. So oh yeah man that's what it's I, all about suicide too i mean you know going with this is a deep like we're diving into you know some hellacious stuff and we're going to be talking about stuff like that so i'd like to say you know um for one um we're not trying to intentionally trigger anybody or anything like that you know what i mean however um it is you know if you have an immediate situation that you need help with you know what I mean? There's always the emergency numbers that you need to call. You know, don't don't become a statistic. We have a lot of friends between uh, me and Trey, especially in the military, that are becoming statistics every day. You know what I mean? And it's getting worse and worse. I mean, if you look at the war stats and things like that, um, Vietnam vets, right? This is this is crazy, Trey. But Vietnam vets that were two or three times in combat, you know what I mean, are now seeking help. After this years, this far down the road, this far down the road, it's been and, more accepted now, right? And the conflict that they were in was sh- was such. If you look at it in a scale, was such short lived, right? We're talking about a couple years. We're looking at Afghanistan right now, and we're we're stretching over fifteen. Yeah, still going, still going. It's longer than I've been in the, in the military, right? Iraq. Look how long that lasted. You know what I mean? And this is the this is the next generation that is just starting to come up. And talking to my psych, my psychiatrist, I mean, you know, there's not enough people in the field now because they're getting so over overburdened with with work. You know what I mean? Like people are coming forward like never before, which is a good thing. And they're saying, hey, there's something ain't right with me. You know what I mean? I get like I wake up in, in cold sweats and I'll have bad nightmares about this or that. there's something wrong with me you know i need help or i just choked my wife out and i didn't even know it i was i was asleep you know what i mean i almost killed her you know there's something wrong with me yeah you know um i just sliced you know i i feel like i'm gonna slice my wrist right now or like me as a as a junior you know when i came back from uh iraq i was sitting out on a flight line man you know guarding an airplane with my nine millimeter to my fucking temple saying, this is it. I can't deal with this fucking memories no more, you know, but it's funny because then I see another squad car coming up. And what do I do? I snap back into my military reality and saying, Nope, this is bullshit. Right. That's all it takes right there. Yeah. Just to- Slip my gun back in my holster and I carry on. Right. Never getting help, but only getting worse. You know, I mean, my story is going to get pretty in depth. And, and for those it could, it could look like, um, no end in sight sometimes, you know what I mean? But there is going to be a happy ending to it. You know what I mean? And it's still in progress, which is good. It's always getting better. But 
that's what the main thing of this is for is to make sure that everybody out there has hope definitely definitely yeah. you were mentioning uh that hotline just so we can put that plug in there um the national suicide prevention lifeline is 1-800-273-8255 once again it's 1-800-273-8255 just a simple google search of suicide hotline there's even an online chat you can text call them it's all confidential um i've used it before i've called them and they talk to you right on, they talk you down, they see what's going on with you. Um, they make sure to see what is it that you need. They're their friend for you and just know that you're loved. I know that's one of the biggest things with that is when you're, when you're to that point, you just feel nobody loves you. You can't see the people that love you. You don't know that they're there. You feel you're isolated, but there are people there. And for, for active duty, you know I mean? I know you're, you're, you got maybe some civilian, uh, type plugs that you can look into um but for the military on, on that side of the house for veterans of of ptsd even vietnam veterans now um i want to put a plug out there for the semper Fi fund um you can research it i mean you can go to their website they have various things to do as far as support groups different mechanisms to help you through um and also financial stability if you guys need are in financial binds or something like that you know what i mean and, and and you have serious issues then obviously they screen you they approve you and they'll get you the help that you need um for navy and coasties we got the navy uh wounded warrior safe harbor program um they really kicked into gear with me um when i went into you know mental health and things like that um as soon as you know and and because i was shot too so i had yeah. a severe trauma that that was dealt to me um and then the ptsd thing i mean that they're still with me you know what i mean and they've been with me for two years you know i got some good uh, regional you know rccs that look after me and make sure that i'm getting the, the care that i need um and they're they're walking me every step of the way it's not like they ne ne they never leave me alone you know what i mean which is a good thing it's not a bad thing they got sporting events they got wounded warrior type events they got i mean there's so many there's so many plugs out there for veterans you know what i mean for that kind of stuff as far as uh i mean salmon for soldiers i mean there's is wake it, for warriors just all uh, pacific northwest yeah or? this is all pacific northwest stuff i mean and if you really dig into it deeper they have different things in different regions and it's all the same program you know what i mean uh for air force you have your air force wounded warrior afw2 program um which is a very i a very awesome program i got to I, actually i got a chance to go over at jblm in tacoma washington uh when they held it there and i became an ambassador which is you know pretty much like this where i go out and i talk to wounded airmen or mm -hmm. you know like the the guys that are sitting in the audience that need to hear the information yeah and i'm out there telling my personal story and, the, and, and it's amazing right to see like the lieutenant commander like these high-ranking individuals or even the lowest man on the totem pole coming up after the after the thing and saying hey i was i was really listening to your story and there's some things i'd like to talk to you about on the side you know i really need help and you're like okay cool you know and bring them over and, and they and you automatically got that trust you know what i mean because they know that you're suffering with them and you're getting them the help that they need you know what i'm saying it's one of those things man and i mean i can't i can't express enough the help that just us talking right now provides for some folks out there yeah. it provides relief you know 
and these programs for military anyway and 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 tune in you know next time and we'll we'll do a little bit more research and i'll pull up some civilian programs that they have you know what i mean just strictly for Mm -hmm. for certain types of trauma we'll kind of dive into that to kind of get those plugs out there that lifeline out there for those types of you know i mean for for everybody so we're nobody feels alienated because we're all in this together you know what i mean yeah so um to wrap it up, if you if you'd like to follow uh, Heath's story also on his blog, it's at a it's at a www. Dark Knight Risen D A R K K N I G H T R I Z E N zero zero nine six dot com. Dark Knight Risen zero zero nine six dot com. Go check out that blog. It's uh, pretty deep, pretty intense. Um, we'll do some audio on it here as well. But if you want to check it out, you can go check that out already. Um, once again, this is called uh, Why Is It Like That. This is our life. Um, keep on tuning in to the next episode, and we'll dive right deep into it. I uh, appreciate tuning in, and uh, see Come you on, next Come along, children. Week. I was going to have a little music, like old times.